0: The Break Room from Griffin Wink Advertising. Live streamed on Facebook and YouTube every other Wednesday. Audio presentation available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to The Break Room from Griffin Wink Advertising. Catch us live on Facebook and YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts post produce after the fact. My name is Kevin Wade. Um, hope you're well if you're joining us. Um, and today I've got with me Summerhill and Brian Wink. How are y'all doing?
1: Oh, well, hello, hello
0: who knows where brian is there's brian Ah, you You did it and uh today we're late we're just gonna call this our uh our big game breakdown special um every year i feel like we like to either whether it's a blog or a, a podcast or a live stream or a video we always or just conversations around the office back and forth we always like to discuss um, the branding and advertising surrounding the big game. Um, and so that's what we're hoping to talk about today. Um, and rather than uh, discuss specifically, uh, you know, the ads, which is, I think, what we always try and default to, right? Uh, t- just talking about the ads, what were the favorites, um, you know, which which kind of missed the mark, which, you know, we can talk about, whatever. Um, but the thing that we were talking about um, just amongst ourselves uh, and in the office was... Uh, the overall branding of the entire spectacle and how it seemed and how it has seemed um, for, I guess, a few years now that all of the way that the entire thing is branded is kind of aimed at one specific uh, group of people. Um, and so that's that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Um, and this all kind of got sparked off by... Uh, Summer didn't even say it. Summer told me something that I then told Brian and then Brian got mad at Summer For saying what she, so he yelled at Summer, and then I just laughed. Whoa! Um,
2: I don't think it wasn't yelling; it was healthy debate. (laughs) He was passionate. It I'm just hoping terrifying. that I don't get fired by Summer today. It didn't I'd... help
1: that I was late to the meeting. So it's like, yeah, they were talking about me before I even got there. And I just so happened to step <laughs> in at like the exact moment that Brian was like, Summer is wrong.
0: Summer is like, wrong. I don't understand. Which is funny because like it, we're honestly splitting hairs, Brian. Like the fact that you feel so slighted by this statement is like splitting hairs between a few years. But we'll get to it. All right, Summer. Tell tell everybody, uh, kind of bring back up the idea of what what just kind of what you said generally because I thought there was a lot of merit yeah. to it, and then Brian can kind of kind of break yeah. down his thoughts on it. Summer, go ahead and bring up what you're wrong about. Uh-huh.
1: Okay, I honestly, it was one statement, and I was you know <laughs> I really feel like the commercials this year were very millennial. They were pointed toward like the millennial generation, <laughs> maybe elder millennials you know i'm i'm in my 30s and i just felt you know after seeing like the sopranos homage the you know yeah. my the you know two cast members from scrubs mm-hmm. doja cat with taco bell you know uh, these are you know lays with paul rudd and seth rogan you know it really sort of just like spoke to my the millennial side of things and I, that was the only comment that i made i was like I, it felt very millennial
0: to me and went and hey look if it spoke to you, then I think that you have a very strong ba- you know, you have a strong basis for making that comment. And I had said, yeah, the, it, my comment on that was more than ever before, it seemed like if you were not in the know, you didn't get to understand the commercial, right? Like it, Super Bowls in the past, the, the commercials that would just shove a bunch of celebrities in there and you'd recognize most of them, but maybe if there were two or three you didn't recognize, it didn't matter because you recognize mm-hmm. most of them. So many of these ads and so much of the branding was so specific to a specific reference or a specific show or a specific era or one specific thing that it, it, it felt odd like it, it, i didn't appreciate the sopranos commercial because i'd never watched the sopranos and i had no idea why everyone loved it so much oh um, we we
2: were freaking out we thought maybe they were coming back with a spinoff series of, of just the kid <laughs> oh it was amazing
0: and so and yeah and so i didn't kind of you know I, I didn't really get that but that's so i thought In in that sense, I felt like it kind of missed the mark in having like maybe the mass appeal that sometimes they try to have. But I and so, Brian, when you heard that you felt very hurt and very unheard. Um, And I would like you to just 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 it's all right. Just get on the couch. We're here to listen. We're here to understand. I just want to know. I just want to know what caught you so wrong about that statement.
2: Okay. So here's the deal. Okay. This is what got me. So I'm just tired of the millennials having everything. Like, why is it all about the millennials? It's the boomers and the millennials. What about Gen X? What about a micro group that's even more important than both of those? And that's the zennials. Those are, those are who the people were, were built for. Let me, let me ask you yeah, this. Explain. explain. Summer, summer, when were you born? What year?
1: 1987.
2: 1987. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you were nine years old when Cable Guy came out. Could you really understand Jim Carrey and Cable Guy? Like, did you get it?
1: At there was a nine, Cable Guy commercial gonna say, in there. I'm going to say no, but yeah, okay. I will say. Uh, that,
2: well, no, oh, that, I gave you okay, your time. Ahead, it's no, my time go ahead, now. Go ahead. Okay. And then Austin Powers, that would have made you 10 years old when that came out. Okay. So my point is, yes, you were alive then, mm-hmm. but you didn't get it then. That means you were nine years old when Dr. Dre released his, for his album. You were 11 years old when Snoop came out with his stuff. You don't have the context. You don't understand what that was all for because you weren't old enough to really understand the significance
0: of it. But then the iconicness of those things did spread into you only had to wait a few more years for her to be a teenager and for her to start well, understanding some of that but stuff.
2: I get Sorry. the then, iconicness of Woodstock and I listen to that music, but that doesn't make me a part of that generation. But I okay, will so argue, wh-
1: though, as a counter to that, I will say that a lot of the the. Isms. So, you know, a lot of the famous quotes from Austin Powers, like one million dollars. Those are things that I have carried on in my life that have been quoting my entire life. Like these are quotes that I still use, you know, I still quote you know, they might be a little cringe, but so in some (laughs) it's in some capacity they have they were ingrained into my psyche and they became, you know, extremely important. But summer, here's
2: the thing. Every time we win a game and I sing We Are the Champions, that doesn't make that song part of my generation.
1: and I would argue that these sort of isms were sort of the beginning of maybe like you know, like meme culture in general. Being, which is oh, very, yeah. So like with millennial. the Austin Powers
0: commercial, guys, my my 10 month old son, he was sitting alone in his high chair the other day. And he was just like he had his little hands up like this. And he was literally going and instantly right instantly shot. My mind shot back to Austin Powers when he's meeting his son. I'm hip. I'm with it, ducka 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 I got that. I wasn't even alive. I wasn't even close to alive when like that stuff came out, right? Like it, like that. So yeah, it it does kind of through the meme culture, through um kind of the retro mindset, it stays relevant. And so I guess
1: I had even sort of made an offhanded comment, like, you know, yes, you know, I was very young when. Dre came out with his album when Snoop was came out with his was very young with Eminem but Eminem I mean I listened to him for as long as I can remember you know from the very first Slim Shady album and I even I think I made an offhanded comment in the meeting I was like you know jokingly like Trace and Chelsea and even Kevin we all remember you know in like eighth ninth grade like those like in the dark cafeteria at our school dances they played those songs um <laughs>
0: right. and,
1: and so you know i think
0: we get to but share the nostalgia
2: yeah we get here's the thing the you guys remember the songs okay and you can sing on, along with them just like we can sing 60 songs and 70 songs right but here's the thing you don't remember everything that came with that do you remember the the government coming after Eminem,
1: I remember were... Tipper Gore being a, a, a big, big point of contention. Yeah. With but Did Eminem. you
2: understand it? Did you get it?
1: I think at the time, being as young as I was, because I were just I just when you said that I just had a vivid, a vivid snap, snap back to like hanging out on my best friend's back porch, listening to Eminem and going through these lyrics and being aware of what was going on. But I think it was more of like a, you know, I was just sort of coming up into like that rebellious stage of my life. So I was like, you know, did I understand it fully? No, but was I on Eminem's side about it? Yes.
0: And so, so here's the great thing. This is what I love this. And this is why I think that maybe all of these references and the way that the Super Bowl is branded this year was branded the way it did because Everything that kind of happened from the halftime show to all of the ads and the promotions, it all seems to be stuff that bridges these two generations, whether you lived through it and appreciated and own it as being something of your generation or whether you are part of the millennial generation that views this as kind of retro and still relevant as brought back up through the meme culture. And so that, I think... Is where the two sides come together, and so Brian, my question for you is: Why do you think it is so important that we recognize your generation as being the originators and being those who who should, I guess, be more 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 spoken to above the millennials or have more ownership of it over the millennials?
2: Because that you, you just said it. Why we're Gen X? Oh, we're not Gen X. We're I'm a Zennial. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that Gen space
0: X, between X, that and space millennium. between
2: 1970, uh, 1977 to 1985 is a yeah, What microphone. What's different about, or what's different about us is we had the analog childhood, okay, but we had the digital youth, young young adulthood, okay. So we were really that generation that understood and grasped and drove this digital age that everybody else is accustomed to. I literally still remember playing outside without digital and, and not even, I still remember getting my first uh, original in Nintendo.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You
2: know, I still remember having to rewind the VHS tapes to take back to blockbuster
0: all right yeah we did that like early 90s kids still did that but i get so the the idea is okay here
2: here's one for you i still remember having to hit the rewind button on the audio tapes and and try to time (laughs) it just right and all that stuff
0: so, so I guess, and and I do think that's interesting. So whereas like 90s kids and millennials are like, we are the ones that like brought about the digital revolution. And well, it's like really, mo- for most of us, we're just the ones that used it. And we're just the ones that grew up with it. Whereas the later Gen Xers and the Xennials were the ones that pioneered the technology. They were already adults in enough time to be the ones that actually invented it. And so now Brian feels passed over because well, this is a little microcosm of a generation.
2: Yes. Like, here's the thing. You guys are, I'm just going to say it. Okay. Hey, millennials well, are spoiled. Okay. Yeah. Everything is about the millennials. Everything. We're changing the workspace for the millennials. We're doing everything for the millennials. What about Generation X? The boomers, they, they got their time. They're, they're still hanging in there and doing their thing. Generation X is overlooked, but we're the ones that really pioneered and drove and, and engineered this whole new digital space that you guys are able to capitalize off of and enjoy so much. It's because we had the arguments with our parents on how much was too too much video game time. Okay. that's Those are the things you guys just want it all handed to you. You didn't do anything other than be born a little bit later and get access to everything that we already developed
0: okay so show
2: your respect to those who drove the bus to get it even started
0: hey your participation trophies in the mail your participation trophies in the mail sorry it's Um, coming no
2: i didn't get participate or participation trophies when i was growing up you either either got first or second you got trophies for that or you little millennials decided that everybody needed a medal and a, a trophy for that so she's <laughs> now now look now we're going to start getting comments on our streaming because this
1: guy's going crazy i would just make to sort of maybe i don't know maybe it's just like the like the like a gallant like or no, I, want, I want an equilibrium here i guess maybe to be fair i feel like your generation they did you know when you were coming like out of out of college you guys were going through a pretty big recession at the time mm-hmm. that you guys were graduating for, through college i think that's something that, that the millennial generation can also relate to in 2008 you know we also went through so we've gone through i think similar, similar things similar situations that have really sort of you know tr- changed the trajectory of, yeah. of, of how the world works and i think So I think the way Brian feels and feeling some kind of way about being kind of passed over and looked over, I think is very valid. I I do think that it is because you do hear that a lot. You hear a lot of people say, oh, Gen X is the Karen generation. And it's your very, like a lot of people are very dismissive. So I will give you that. But um, that's all I'm gonna give you because I don't (laughs) think that it's fair to gatekeep culture. and i experienced you know did i experience the before no but was i there in the during and the after absolutely and i think that's equally valid and i think we should all just enjoy it for what it was
2: (laughs) well here's here's the thing good good job trying to be a peacekeeper but i'm not giving up yet that's okay
0: we got to bring this back around to like actual branding. so
2: so here's the thing here's where where i'm i am bringing it around with this statement so when you look at the gen x you are looking at a life cycle situation where we are older and we are supposed to be a little bit more well established okay the older millennials are right along in there okay Mm -hmm. they're 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 right there too but I think this was the first halftime show that you really saw um, a lot of focus put on. It, it was the first time that there wasn't something put out there for the boomers, okay? it's You could look at Katy Perry. You could look at some of these other ones, but those were all mainstream at the time and, and everything else. This was the first really... Let's let's pull something back from the nostalgic era. And and some of that, I mean, when was the last time Eminem came out with an album? It's been, what, 13, 14 years? Yeah. Something like that. You know, Dre, when was the last time he came out with something? Snoop's come yeah. out with some stuff. Um, and, but they threw in some young guys for you. You, you got Kendrick. Yeah, Kendrick, yeah. He was, he was younger. And well, but he, this is my point, too. They pulled out entertainers who were... Um, Dr. Dre's 56 years old. Mary J. Blige is 51. Snoop Dogg is 50. Eminem is 49. 50 Cent is 46. And Kendrick Lamar is 34. Okay. Kendrick Lamar was the one guy that sang there that really just did not connect with me. Um, but (laughs) that's, that's okay. But the other guys did, but it was the first time that I felt like our generation until all the millennials decided it was all for them again. Um, But it was the first time that I felt our generation was really given its due. And I think that's what's got me up, uh, not upset. That's what's got me fighting for this is, it's the first time that the the Gen X generation or, or group has been paid attention to. But you millennials just can't let that happen. You just gotta yank it but away it wasn't, from us. Well, it, it, because it we first, have something.
0: The first, so it, but remember, like post two thousand four era, where they decided we need to play it as safe as humanly possible. So you had like the Rolling Stones and Tom Petty and like all these others. So like that was solidly Boomer, Um, or you know, like into Gen X. But like this is the first time where I guess like your gen, it, where a an intentionally retro. Like Super Bowl, this uh, like halftime show has happened that it didn't feel like it was just a safety thing. Like it was like we're gonna have this, we're gonna do this halftime show because it's safe. Uh, this felt yeah. like no, no, we're doing this because we are speaking to a very specific group of people, and it that that did it, it felt very intentional, and it felt like a lot of the um, a lot of the advertising uh, held pace with that. It felt intentionally focused towards. Uh, young gen xers and elder millennials so like that to just talking about that now as a grouping of 10-15 years i thought it was very interesting how specific it felt to that to that that specific age gap
2: so let me let me jump in there and throw my marketing two cents on this i thought that the brands that participated in the super bowl did a fantastic job of staying within the lines of what that halftime show had set the pace for Mm-hmm. And and what I mean by that is you had Jim Carrey come back and be Cable Guy. You had Mike Myers come back and do uh, Dr. Evil. Evil. Yeah. Uh, you had several different uh, nostalgic actors come in and reclaim their roles or just participate in the, the advertising side of it. I felt like for the first time as a zennial, okay, we were actually... And this is where I think they all got it right. Right. I'll, I'll step back out of that argument. Gen X felt like they were talked to. Xennials felt like they were talked to. And for some reason, the millennials feel like they were <laughs> talked to. Okay. So these brands and the NFL did a phenomenal job of looking at the demographics, looking at the life cycles of people and and engaging their brands with everybody to make all three of these mm-hmm. generations feel included.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that's and, that's
2: where I think they did a really good and
0: job. Not just and the the ads weren't just like sometimes the Super Bowl ads are like they only did this ad so that they were going to get remembered like ten years from now as the weird puppy monkey baby ad. Like nobody. I was just thinking that was of that for. one. Right, but but this one they're like, no, no, we're going to speak directly to our top earners, basically, like the people that are going to use our product the most, the people that can afford our product, the people that are going to push our brand forward, you know, we're not going to try and be as young and hip as we can possibly be, which I think last year's was. Like everybody, all the ads last year were trying to be as young and hip as they possibly could be. And in the past, it was just the shock advertising to try and be as memorable as they could be. Whereas this year, the focus was not necessarily on going viral. The focus was not necessarily on being as young and hip as possible. The ads spoke to who they needed to speak to in the way that the Super Bowl halftime show uh, was developed to speak to the largest possible subset of people across three, two full generations and a micro generation in the middle, three full different groups of people. And I thought that was very interesting. Almost none of it connected with me on like a, on a, on a very deep level. Cause I'm just barely too young. Right. Like I, I am three or four years too young for that to have hit me squarely in the chest. Right. But I don't, I don't think that matters because I think again, I am three, four years under being that like peak purchaser age for like the 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 kind of the full-fledged generation you know the millennials are just now becoming like full-fledged independently successful adults um and i am like three or like me and everybody i know that's my age are like three or four years shy of that right and like, you know, just barely in like just turned 30 or 29 or 31. And so as much as I'm like, well, I didn't feel talked to at all. How did y'all feel that you were so talked to? It's like, no, I get it. Like it, it makes perfect sense. And I think that that's how you create uh, a situation and an atmosphere that is as successful as it can possibly be without necessarily hedging your bets.
2: Well, and I think, Summer, I'm not meaning to cut you off or anything, but I think you bring up a a fantastic idea. And this is something that we have talked about several times here. And that is, you can't really look, in my opinion, at it and say, I want to reach millennials. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the whole broad generation thing is really just, it's overused and overanalyzed. I think it needs to be micro generations, like I was talking about. Zenials from 1977 to 1985. Those people have actual life cycle issues together. Like they're they're doing it together. You look at this and you go, okay, Millennials were born in 1977 and 1995. You're not even. I mean, there are Millennials that are having kids before the Millennial generation is even up.
0: Yeah, before what we would consider the millennial generation, uh, you know, even kind of where we're yeah. grown up at all, like the elder millennials are having kids. yeah, And, and so, I can tell and, you yeah, from no, having... That it's, it's very interesting. And I think that, and I wonder if we're going to... Oh, sorry, Brian, you keep cutting out.
2: Oh, are, no, you, what, you what I was going to say was um, the very first millennial is going to turn 40 years old this year. Okay, that's that's the crazy thing. Chelsea is texting me on things to talk about. She and she's like, I should be on there, and I'm like, Yes, get on here. <laughs>
0: Chelsea's but, just talking through. Yeah, through Brian. Yeah,
2: yeah. But here's the thing: it's you're not even at the same life cycle half the time in in these that's generational true. things because we, we view I coach basketball. And there is a huge difference between I'm coaching a third grade, fourth grade team right now. There's a huge difference between just fourth graders and third graders. Yeah. Okay. So now you're talking about 15 year gaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make sense.
0: Cause we tend to use generation, especially if you're in the marketing and promotional world and are really trying to focus in on like ways to target people. We view generations almost like uh, like uh you know personality tests right? It's like what the talking about your enneagram number is just as uh seems to be just as relevant as talking about uh, your astrological sign or your generation. Like it's all it it we, we, we kind of it, it's almost like those conversations are linked where you know generations maybe. I'd say maybe if we're talking about boomers to gen x uh, into that like those generations were marked by very specific things and the uh, the innovations that were happening over those times happened a, a little bit more slowly and now when we're entering a situation where there almost feels like an entire generation of knowledge difference between a 10 year old and a 20 year old and a 20 year old and a 30 year old we've we've pulled generation gaps from like 30 years down to like seven or eight years as far as the amount of innovation and technological achievement and world, uh, you know, like, you know, the the, the things that are important day to day across the world, um, those are now happening in like seven, eight year chunks, not 25, 30 year chunks. And so now it's almost like we need the definition of generation to either be solely a way to talk about generations, like one generation birthing the next generation, like, like keep that as a 30 year gap and stop viewing generation as something that can be targeted and marketed to and used as um, this way to like corral people and um, just cr- create singular pockets of people that can be talked to the same way. Um, it, it can't really be that anymore. I concur. Or it has to be a micro-generation thing. Like, great, if there is a you know if there is a full generation, instead of talking to people, oh, you're just a millennial, you wouldn't understand, or you're just a millennial, you're lazy, or like, okay, boomer, or oh, you're a Gen Xer, you wouldn't get it, or you're old now. It's like, it, it really does kind of have to be micro-generations almost. So I kind of agree right. with that, Brian, for sure. Okay. Uh, Summer, what do you think?
1: I just think that you're a wrong one of these commercials for whatever reason they just felt like a warm old comfortable flannel shirt to me like when <laughs> i saw the the trailer for the new jurassic park movie and i saw that dr satler was coming back oh, along with dr grant oh, yeah. i lost my freaking mind i was yeah. like oh my we gosh like and so, you know, that's what I'm saying, like that feeling. And then, and when I saw, you know, Jim Carrey, like whenever, you know, doing the cable guy skit, I was like, I just felt some kind of way. Like it just oh brought back so many, like,
0: and how vivid crazy memories is it of that, my life
1: childhood that
0: like jurassic park the new jurassic park and how the entire life cycle of that film series has brought it back to that level of nostalgia at exactly Mm -hmm. the time when we felt that about everything else in the super bowl like i don't know if uh, i didn't
1: even think about the fact that this was a new movie i was so focused on on l you know on, on like i said dr sadler and dr grant and like that I was like, oh my gosh, they're back! Like this is yeah. amazing. Like I don't that, even like- care how terrible this movie is. Like I have to see it. But I think, so maybe I think we've. What I'm kind of hearing is like, because this it was a it was a trailer for a brand new Jurassic Park movie, and a lot of people only know I don't know I I'm what is the actor's name now who's doing the main Chris uh, yeah. Chris Pratt doesn't really speak to me but mm-hmm. I know that he speaks to maybe like the generation behind me. Yeah. Um so maybe this whole like maybe we're also neglecting you're going to hate this Brian but the generation behind yeah. me because they've had two or three Jurassic Park movies to hang on to that have become cultural icons in their lives so maybe this whole Super Bowl situation this year is really like a big ass bridge sorry it's a big bridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I yeah. think we're bridging I a lot of really- things and well, it's 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 this idea. It's almost like a picture of a bridge because it we're making all these connections because of all the different ways that the Super Bowl and the accompanying media around it has all like light bulbs are going off in our heads about the ways that 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 all of this is being bridged. And so this is kind of it's almost like this has been sneakily happening. and we're just now noticing that there's a bridge in front of us. Like they've been that this bridge has been being built based on nostalgia, based on, Uh, you know, it's like the same bridge that got built when Marvel started making live action movies and you start bridging the comic books and the animated series from the 70s and 80s with the next generation. It's just on a grander scale. And now instead of being focused on bridging like the 70s and 80s to the 90s and 2000s, we're bridging the 80s, 90s, 20s and 2010s because these are those that uh, that are in adulthood and entering adulthood now. It feels very so, interesting.
2: Summer, I have a question. Are you? Um, do you have any older
1: siblings? No. Nope, Okay. I Don't.
2: I was just wondering. Um, yeah, now so... what?
1: <laughs> now what? No. Brian well, I'm I'm derailed.
0: <laughs> you fired.
1: But I do have. No, I do I'm... have some older cousins that are that are you know five to six years older. So I do have that.
2: Yeah. Well. You know, I think what we're talking about here is an example of advertising at its best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about it all the time, which is we have to make that emotional connection. And I think in Super Bowl commercials in the past, most of them have not made that emotional connection. I mean, how do you make an emotional connection to, you know, baby monkey, Puppy monkey
0: bubble, bubble baby. butt?
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, whatever whatever it is, um I think for a while there I think Super Bowl ads were more about wow factor mm-hmm. than actual emotional development mm-hmm. and ties and and I think um that really happened. You know, the um the one with oh, who was it? Scarlett Johansson, the Amazon one. Uh yeah. with Alexa. Um well, my Alexa just turned on. It, I thought that one, that one was very good. That one it was spoke very clever. to me. It, yeah. it was clever. I felt like there was a lot of emotional connections, whether it be the um, Sopranos one, uh, Cable Guy, um, Dr. Evil, um, all of those, those, um, the, the ones that all had this, like you said, Summer, this, it felt like a flannel, a flannel that, that put on and it gave you warm and fuzzies. I was engaged throughout that whole Super Bowl in the football game but also in the commercials because it seemed like to me every single commercial break there was something that was playing inside that commercial break that made me go oh my god you got to be kidding me mm-hmm. you know it was I it just it kept me at this level I never did the the typical drop and kind of doing the analyzing where I'm sitting there going, oh, that commercial, you know, what were they trying to accomplish? You never turned into
0: an ad man. Like you, in years past, you always turn into an ad man halfway through and you're just like, wow, I don't know if that was targeted. Right. right.
2: right." These commercials did such a good job of talking to me that they kept me a consumer throughout the whole thing. It was fantastic. I I really enjoyed it.
0: And that's impressive for you. Um, So, so, okay. So my question now, and I've been kind of thinking about this as we've been talking about it. If, If everything over the next, it seems like the last few years and the next, it it, it may be happening, it may happen the next years moving forward. If we're so focused on the retro and the look backs and on reliving what has happened and rehashing and building upon past uh, movie franchises and turning old movies and TV shows into memes and listening to old music in 20 years, what what what's going to be retro? Like retro is retro going to be retro again? Are we going to have anything to own 20 years from now um, at, that that we're going to be looking back on parodying in Super Bowl ads? Because I th- it's like there's nothing new, and we've been sa- we say that all the time about music and movies. But I feel like this whole conversation has been about how retro felt so good, but none of the conversation has been about anything new or groundbreaking that actually happened.
2: Okay, so I actually heard a really good segment. You're going to laugh at me when I tell you where I heard it from, but I was listening to the East Street Radio on Sirius XM. Okay, so there it's dating Boomer. me right there. But there was a great, um, there was a great segment on there where one of the guys from the East Street band—I'm not sure who it was—was was interviewing a another guy, and they were talking about this exact topic. And this guy brought up something that, that said that really kind of spoke to this. And he said, it doesn't matter if it's music. It doesn't matter if it's movies or fashion, it's going to be in cycles. And you're going to have these periods of nostalgic remakes and and you hear it a lot in the music and you hear it or you see it a lot in movies. It's this nostalgic remake because Right now, in my opinion, and and this is what the guy was saying too, is there's so many options out there that you're you're just trying to connect with someone.
0: So you go to old fans, and you're like
2: and and these are are tried and used things. He said, but here's what always comes out of these nostalgic cycles, and he kind of went into how you see these cycles throughout the music industry. He said, but it always develops into this whole new genre and he goes that's what you should be looking at is what's the next genre going to be he said because right now you've got a lot of these remakes are coming out in the movies well they're made by Netflix they're made by these production houses but something's going to come out where all of a sudden you have this whole new type of videography or this new type of storytelling that's going to come out of it because we can only handle so much nostalgia. So, you know, at some point and he, and he went into it, he was kind of breaking it down and he's like, every song you hear today has some type of eighties music bed in it mm-hmm. or, or concept in it he said, but something's going to come out of that that is going to, to be the next big thing. Just like you saw hip hop, kind of come out of this kind of old throwback to blues r and B, yeah yeah and so now you got this new genre of hip-hop that everybody's being built into but what's going to be next because you get to this certain age as you grow up where you just go i don't want to be a part of that anymore oh no like what what i don't my parents are listening to that. I can't listen so to what, that. Summer, what and, I'm
0: hearing, what ooh. I'm hearing is that like it, it's over for us. We have had our new and exciting. We have entered the era of nostalgia, and the next thing is going to be us looking back and hating it because it's too young and hip. So like we're done. Okay, wait a second. Like we're done che- for.
2: Chelsea just said something <laughs> that I think is very smart, or she texted it to me. She said. We're going through a nostalgic period right now because we're coming off of a global pandemic and we oh. want to get back to something as to the way it was.
0: Yeah. And we're all re-watching these things and rehashing these things as we're here, as we were in quarantine and staying at home more. We're just going back to the good old faithfuls, like you said. So it's almost like a juiced retro movement because mm-hmm. we have something that's facilitating that. But yeah, I still think like Summer, it just like it just clicked in my head that like we're, we're headed Pacific towards- point. <laughs> we're headed towards the tipping point. Like we've had our new and shiny and we're at, we're in retro. And then the next of those three steps is a new, new and shiny that we inherently hate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. I, I'm so excited to be a cranky dad. Like I'm art, like you just had these kids. I turned into like crazy dad joke dad. I'm just excited to be like cranky, cranky dad. Just, just not understanding like what's going on, but also maybe cool a little bit. Who knows? I I don't
2: know. I was doing dad jokes this morning, and I thought they were hilarious.
0: You really did think those were funny.
2: I did. I even called you this morning and told them to you.
0: and which is very dad of you here give summer one of them let's see what let's see if we can see her eyes roll um
2: okay so what happened to the pirate that kept getting mad as his
0: boat floated away
1: he
2: had to
0: go through
2: anchor management
0: See that's a good one because it's double because like like it it it's a pirate joke but also like he does still need to like work on mooring the boat better so
2: how practical... do you, how do you know if you're a summer how do you know if you're a pirate
1: how do you know you just are <laughs> oh my god
0: oh <laughs> so, man hey,
2: and Kevin you know what Chelsea just said Kevin is more dad than you. <laughs> <laughs> She said, "Kevin is the guy on the commercials about being (laughs) parents—the
0: turning into your parents."
2: I I can totally see you going that now. These are compact parking
0: spaces. I (laughs) I went to the butcher shop the other day and 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 commented on how well my meat had been trimmed, and to tell the guy. Because you know the he's doing the deli slice and he's through it. That was me. You just I'd put on a new deli. blade. <laughs> oh, I was that guy like less than a week ago for my <laughs> for, for my 31st birthday, for the birthday that made me feel the oldest I've ever felt. I I Let's did see. that.
2: And and I'm the guy that parks at the back of a parking lot so that we can get out quickly. <laughs>
0: so oh, yeah
2: no. you're only it. 31
0: my gosh i know i know but the way that these generations keep moving it still makes you feel old doesn't matter that you know that college was you know less than a decade ago you still feel like you're a full generation removed i don't know poor summer <laughs>
2: what? she's she's on here going oh my gosh uh-huh. i'm on with these old fogies
0: yeah summer's like hey. the youngest and hippest of all of us like
1: not even not oh even. <laughs> man
0: well so what we've learned today is that we're all old and getting older and that we just need to accept it
1: and, and that millennials
0: is the most important you. micro generation ever
1: period period, ever. Most, period. Important, ever.
0: Yes. most important most important eight years ever oh uh, man
2: and that we shouldn't pay attention to generational guidelines
0: yes that right. that is the actual thing to take away I like it. Well, I think it's devolved enough to where we need to just end this sucker. <laughs> was it because of my jokes? It, that, that contributed to it. That was like the yeah. twisting of the knife, but it's all right. I, it, I'm just going to say it naturally came to a close. Um, okay. But i with that. <laughs> okay, Next thanks. time,
1: though, I'm putting Kevin on the hot seat because he totally totally just signed me up for this (laughs) he threw
2: you to the wolves didn't he he?
0: saying that you oh yeah that's true yeah you're just gonna be hunting down like huh everybody everybody let's let's roast kevin over this guys did you hear what kevin said guys guys let's make kevin justify this on air on air (laughs) so
2: summer if you want to see something fun you need to get chelsea and kevin on one of these things and let chelsea just rip into to kevin
1: oh, chelsea please please oh join us one time no she please. saw
0: summer saw her first chelsea kevin sibling spat the other day
1: <laughs> i did i was i told kevin i was slowly moving my mouse over to the leave button and i was just like <laughs> how am i gonna do this uh i'm just like i'm gonna have to come up with something and it was fine <laughs> but i was like I'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry like <laughs>
2: That's the good thing is uh when we all work remote if something like that happens you can just like just shut it off and it be off. like oh I don't know what
0: happened I don't know what happened I just My ended Wi-Fi the meeting for everybody out. Oh man I love it Well uh whatever our next heated conversation is I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for joining me for this one guys. Uh thanks for Absolutely. chatting through that. Um and um yeah for everybody else that's listening remember uh we're uh, we come on live about every other week um for on YouTube and Facebook to do the break room uh Brian and I also have a, a more uh, short form kind of targeted podcast called Life of the Brand where we talk about a lot of this stuff but um you know we we on that one we get our ideas down before we go on um <laughs> it's a little <laughs> so, bit more structured yeah a little more structured so you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts we do do a post-produced uh, post-produced version of this show as a podcast as well uh check them out they're pretty cool i like them uh and uh let's get back to work